An historic first for radio. We'll talk about it next on Into Tomorrow. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. We thank you for tuning into Tomorrow on this weekend of St. Patty's Day, top of the morning to you, and four-leaf clovers and stuff. Make sure you have your corned beef and cabbage. There you go. And that and you're wearing green. Not, shot of Jameson's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not just on Friday, March 17th, but throughout the weekend. So yes. people don't pinch you unless you like that, in which case, don't wear green. That's why I don't wear green. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, we're coming to you from the Dexcom G7 studios, changing the game for people living with all types of diabetes. Be sure to visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Or diabetes, if you're a Wolf of Brimley fan. Yes. Is he still around? No. He died of diabetes. Yes. I think. Wow. But that's true. For how many years <laughs> we saw the commercials, you know, if you've got diabetes... And I was like, well, I have diabetes, but diabetes? I didn't know it was spelled U.S. But anyway, in a historic first, or in an historic first, because it's an H, I guess, radio beats television among 18 to 49-year-olds. Wow. First time in history. 18-year-olds know what radio is? Well, I think it's the upper end of that scale, 18 to 49. But the latest Nielsen total audience report that tracks media consumption, I like how they say that, across all media, revealed that, again, for the first time ever, AMFM radio surpassed television in the key 18 to 49 advertising demographic. According to Nielsen, broadcast radio had a 3% greater average audience than TV during the third quarter of 2022. And you might think, 3%? So? Well, history. We've always had less since television was around. See, and I thought it was only those of us on the upper end of that age range <laughs> that still listen to radio. <laughs> no. I have, I have a, a few, I could almost name them in one hand, younger friends that listen to radio in their car. Yeah, but at your age, every friend is a younger friend. Oh, that hurts me right in my heart. But you're right. <laughs> at, at, every, at, at every person seems to be younger than me. What am I, 100 now? I just celebrated a birthday a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've been 100 for the last, like, four birthdays. Yeah, that's At least based on the cakes we've gotten you. I, I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100 again. Go figure. Yeah, that was really nice. What, a couple, three years ago, I think, you got me a cake that had 100 on it. That was nice. Yeah. Well, you know, you're only as old as you feel. Well, I feel about 200. <laughs> Jeez. TikTok announced another uh, avenue for creators to monetize their videos on the social media app. The new feature called... <laughs> so long as TikTok may be around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the new feature called Series will allow select, select creators to share longer videos that will be available for purchase behind a paywall. Each series can include up to 80 videos that can be as long as 20 minutes each. Individual creators will be able to select the price of their paywalled content. Uh, users have previously only been able to share 15-second, 1-minute, 3-minute, or 10-minute videos on TikTok. 
Interesting. So now they're trying to compete with television, I guess. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, because radio beat them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now that's interesting because what you, what you just indicated is that folks can post a little something and determine what they can charge for people to watch it. Yeah. And then you have to pay to watch this content on TikTok. No, thanks. Exactly. Why? Uh, who's going to do that? I mean, maybe if you have some... I hate the term influencer that you like to follow and you wonder what he or she is up to now, you might be willing. But then you, if the price is limitless, then people have to really make some decisions. Yeah. Like delete TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> That's bizarre. Oh, we talked about this last week. Remember, Ryan Reynolds' phone company is about to have a new owner. Oh. Yeah, you didn't hear this? T-Mobile is buying Mint Mobile. Huh. In a potential $1.35 billion deal. As if Ryan Reynolds needs more money. <laughs> so but, what's like a, what that's going to do to Boost? Isn't Boost the one they own, T-Mobile? I think so, yes. Yeah. Um, because there's all these other, other than the big three, everybody's on one of the big three. Or in some cases, a couple of the big three, depending on, on rural areas and that sort of thing. But it's going to be interesting because Mint Mobile... Their advertising has always said their price will always be the same. I don't know whether T-Mobile is going to abide by that. I mean, they have pretty competitive pricing as it is, but I think Mint Mobile's $15 a month or something like that. But remember how we talked about last week and in previous shows that you don't get priority. T-Mobile's actual customers will always have priority speed-wise and access to the network and that sort of thing than any of these other company mvnos uh, mobile vendors something something i don't know whatever um <laughs> that's one of the things we talked about and the fact that t-mobile is now going to buy mint mobile you got to wonder what is that going to mean to them your cell phone service will be minty fresh <laughs> yeah i guess you could you could probably say that, but that's one thing to be interesting. Anyway, see what happens. After years of keeping the app separate, Meta has announced that Messenger will be rejoining the Facebook app in the near future. Do we care? No. no. Spotted by The Verge and confirmed in a recent blog post, Meta says it's already in the process of making the change a reality, and the users will begin to see the changes in the near future. Regarding the change, Meta states, quote, ultimately, we want it to be easy and convenient for people to connect and share, whether in the Messenger app or directly within Facebook. <laughs> so this is obviously reversing their uh, decision from a couple years ago where they took made Messenger it out thing. of Facebook and yeah. made it a separate app. And now they're just bringing it back. Right. Well, hey, it's one less app that you were going to need on our phones now because now we can delete that stupid separate Messenger app. True. So what's old again is new again. Exactly. Or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Chris, you've been saying that you prefer a muscle car. Yes. Over an EV, electric vehicle, any day. Yeah. Well, American-built muscle cars with V8 engines are now evolving into souped-up versions of electric vehicles. For example, Dodge offered a sneak peek of its Charger Daytona EV concept that mimics the experience of driving a muscle car, including the ability to change gears. Hmm. That's different. Yeah. And I'm guessing that they're having to put in speakers, probably under the hood and undercarriage and so forth, to make it sound like a muscle car, because otherwise they're pretty quiet. 
Uh, well, plus, you know, the, You're the still things. not going to buy an EV if it'll sound and look like a muscle no, car? I want a muscle car. I want a gas-powered engine. I want that rumble. I want, you know, the shake, the so vibration. Just, so just drag a, a lawnmower behind you. Okay. You'll have an engine sound. I want to be able to actually shift gears with the transmission, not push little buttons. You can change gears. Oh, well, but it's probably button pushing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got some great guests coming up that we want you to be sure and stay tuned to hear some very interesting things we're going to be talking about, such as... We've got Ben Mon. He's a senior VP and GM consumer and media platform with Xperia. He's giving us an update on our TiVo OS. Uh, We're also going to be chatting with Justina Nixon. She's the chief impact officer of IBM. She's going to talk to us about some of the career options that people can pursue in STEM and how IBM is helping to skill those workers. And not just because you want to win some fabulous prizes, which you will when we hear you on the show, but be sure to join us. Meantime, visit us at intotomorrow.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com compatibility. Stream Guys Streaming Media Services is proud to sponsor Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Delivering audio and video to the web since 2000, Stream Guys is the affordable, reliable, and scalable choice for today's demanding media delivery needs. Stream to iPhones, mobile devices, and PCs all from the same platform. Stream in Windows Media, QuickTime, and the ubiquitous Flash using our full-featured, low-cost Wowza Flash servers. Increase your ROI with our subscription system and pre-roll ad services and turn your content into cash. Stream Guys, offering professional streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. Learn more at www.streamguys.com. We thank you for tuning into tomorrow during our 28th year covering consumer tech. This for the weekend of March 17th, 2023, St. Patty's Day weekend. You should have said it with an Irish accent. I sort of thought I did. I guess not. Like my like my really poor one. Yeah. <laughs> this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the internet has to offer. If you'd like more info, text the word radio to 35000. Again, text the word radio to 35000. At the end of last segment, I mentioned that you want to call in and participate on the program and win some fabulous prizes. Chris is about to tell you this week's Fabulous prizes available when you do participate. And by participating, we're talking about any consumer tech questions that you may have or help for another listener. Perhaps you can contribute, add to whatever we recommended to a listener and help us with that or say, hey, you guys are completely wrong. Here's what I've done and it worked or whatever. Or share some tech rage. Our finger is always on the bleep button, so have no fear. From Spy Briefing Gear, we've got some more of those tactical spy pens. These make a remarkable self-defense tool, and it's a working pen. I know, I love those. They're yes. really cool. From Cody Worldwide, we've got noise-canceling wireless headsets. Good ones. Brondell has provided their Swash Thinline Luxury Bidet Seat, valued at 700 bucks. Once you go bidet, you never go back. That doesn't rhyme. <laughs> it doesn't have to. <laughs> and uh, new this week from Lock Socket, we've got charger locks for iPhones, iPads, and Samsung phones. These attach to the outlet so you never lose your charger again. Man, I wish I had one of those lock sockets a couple of years ago 
because I'm sitting in a Delta Sky Lounge, I think in Chicago or wherever the heck I was at the time, and I got up just to go get a little bit of soda or something, come back and sit down, get some nuts or whatever, relax and keep checking email, and somebody walked off with my charger. Although I don't know if this would have helped you in that particular situation. This is more for home and office use because you kind of have to screw it to the outlet. Well, it screws onto the outlet, which is how it locks it there in place. Oh, which you generally wouldn't really have to do meant, in your home. It's really hopefully. meant for your kids stealing your darn chargers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, if you can use a lock socket or any of the things that Chris just mentioned, do join us. How does one join us anytime, by the way, at their convenience, 24-7? Call in the Ask Dave hotline at 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Uh, the Into Tomorrow yeah, app. Yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to think about that for a second. The Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button right in there, or intotomorrow.com and hit that Ask Dave microphone. So that can be done on any device with a browser and a mic. See, si, senor. So it doesn't have to be just your cell phone or your tablet or your desktop computer. It could be anything with a browser and a microphone. Right. All right. A little red Ask Dave microphone. Check it out. Keeping the body hydrated, of course, keeps it working efficiently. But the pH level of your water has an impact. With this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladakh. Thanks, Dave. The body's pH level is between 7.35 to 7.45. Did you know that any deviation from that range can lead to health issues? The water that we consume plays a large role in our pH regulation. That is why staying hydrated with water is key. Other drinks like coffee, soda, and juices are acidic and can throw off your pH levels. Consider testing your water's pH levels. The variation of levels can be contributed to the water source and the additives used during the filtering process. Drinking alkaline water is optimum for your pH. You may consider buying a new brand of water or upgrading your filtration system. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladakh. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Victoria. The Into Tomorrow wellness tip, as always, is brought to you by Human Touch. How can a massage chair change your life? Trust me on this one. Visit humantouch.com to find out by all means. The first elevator to move people is installed. Color televisions go on sale in the U.S. And a popular operating system gets an upgrade. It all happened when... Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. history. Here's Chris. This week in 1857, Elisha Otis installed an elevator at 488 Broadway in New York City. Oh, the Otis uh, Elevator Company? That would be the, so that would be the guy. Oh, I'll be darned. Uh, elevators had been in operation before this, including those made by Otis, but they primarily moved freight. This was the first elevator used to move people. In 1954, this week, the first color television sets using the NTSC standard were offered for sale to the general public. Oh, my. The RCA CT100 set offered a 15-inch screen and sold for a cool $1,000. Yikes. In today's money, you'd be looking at over $7,500. While other sets had beaten RCA to the market slightly, uh, it was RCA's backwards compatibility with black and white broadcasts that came to define the market. After initial sets to early adopters, the rest sold poorly, even after a price cut. Many were donated by RCA for training purposes to trade schools and technical colleges. In 1981, this week, RCA put its Selectivision laser disc players on the market. Soon, the product was called the Edsel of the Entertainment Field. 
referring to the Ford Edsel automobile that was considered the car company's biggest flop. Consumers weren't too keen on the unit's $500 price tag or the video discs that cost about $15 each. In 1985, IBM announced that it was planning to stop making the PC Junior consumer-oriented computer. The machine had been expected to dominate the home computer market, but didn't quite live up to those expectations. In the 16 months that the PC Junior was on the market, only 240,000 units were sold. And, and they were all having to use that kind of modem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this week in 1990, Microsoft Windows 3.0 was released. This third iteration of the operating system featured a new graphical user interface where applications were no longer represented by a list of file names, but rather as icons that a user would click on. Later updates would expand the capabilities to include multimedia support for sound recording and playback, as well as support for CD-ROMs. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, well, goodbye. Join us, and if you have questions about tech history, ask Chris. You can do that, too, at intotomorrow.com. Sending voice messages instead of typing can save you a lot of time. But listening through those five- or ten-minute monologues from your friends is time-consuming and often just not possible. Imagine being in a meeting, lecture, or any loud and crowded environment. Textify is an app for iPhone that converts those annoying voice messages into easily readable text at the touch of a button. Get Textify now from the App Store. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production. Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511. Or visit onholdaudio.net. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 28th year bringing you the latest in consumer tech, covering all kinds of cool things, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, websites and software, things available today and into tomorrow. And we, of course, love it when you participate on the program because you make the show, your calls, your questions, your help for other listeners, comments, your tech rage, whatever the case, we want to hear from you. And you can join us anytime, 24-7, and win prizes when you're heard on the air. And it's that easy to win some of the goodies that many of our guests and sponsors and other friends of the show share with us on a regular basis. You might even win a TiVo pillow or something. You never know, uh, among other things. So participate, 800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Or even better, download the free Into Tomorrow app from your favorite app store. Just search those two words, Into Tomorrow, 
snag our app and then hit the button that says message to studio. And you sound like you're right here sitting with us in the studio. And that's a great way to participate. Or another way that a lot of folks are doing when you visit us at intotomorrow.com on any device with a browser and a microphone. So a tablet, a smartphone, your desktop, your, your laptop, anything with a microphone and a browser, you can see the Ask Dave button. It's a little microphone on the right side. Click that and participate that way. We'd love to have you one way or the other. As the owner of brands such as TiVo, DTS, and HD Radio, among other things, the company that our next guest is with invents, develops, and delivers technologies that enable extraordinary experiences. You may remember we had him on the show at IFA in Berlin a while back. Always a delight to chat with the Senior VP and General Manager for Consumer and Media Platform with a company called Xperi, Ben Mond. Ben, welcome back into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Great to uh, see you again, Dave. Oh, great to have you with us as well, because uh, as more and more people are getting more and more entertainment from various sources, we have to look at some of the best ways to get that entertainment. And uh, full disclosure, as president of my rather large homeowners association, uh, I signed a contract recently with a company called Hotwire and their Fission uh, TV service, which come to find out is uh, all using the TiVo operating system. And I couldn't be happier about that. We talked about powered by TiVo back at IFA. So what's new since then for the TiVo OS? Or do you just say TiVo OS? Yeah, no, it, uh, that's definitely a faster way to say it, but uh, we call it TiVo OS. Um, what's new is uh, at IFA, we announced that Vestel, the largest TV OEM in Europe, uh, is uh, building and manufacturing uh, uh, smart TVs powered by TiVo. Uh -huh. And one thing that we, we shared and announced at CES and sharing with you today, Dave, and your listeners, is they've also announced the brands that are going to be carrying these these TVs. Um, JVC, Hitachi, Toshiba, Telefunken, uh, Daewoo, Regal, those last couple are very Europe-centric, yeah. um, are all going to be um, powered by TiVo smart TVs. Well, that's excellent. And, and and how does that compare? Because you mentioned smart TVs. And in fact, we had a, a caller on the show recently that was saying, it seems like there's only smart TVs these days because I'm, I'm looking for another TV, but I don't want a really large one. It doesn't have to be smart because I've got all these adapters and, you know, fire sticks and things of that nature. What's the difference between your standard smart TV and one with TiVo OS? Yeah, it's a great question, Dave. So uh, a smart TV uh, refers to any internet-connected TV, right? And I think that's about 85% of the U.S. market, maybe 80% of the, the European market, if not higher. Um, and for these internet-connected TVs, because it's connected to the internet, you have so much more capability on what you can do on those TVs because the compute power is not just what's in the TV, but also with what's in the cloud. And so you have various uh, operating systems inside of these smart TVs trying to figure out the best way to help consumers find, watch, and enjoy entertainment. So you have mm -hmm. Samsung with Tizen, LG with WebOS, uh, some of the other TV OEMs with Roku TV, Fire OS, Google TV, and then you have our, our media platform, our operating system, 
TiVo OS. So all those others that you mentioned are, in essence, competitors, I'm assuming, to TiVo OS. Uh, but you guys do some unique things that really stand out. Yeah, exactly. So those all are competitors. Uh, one thing that we do that's, that's fairly unique is we have a content-first experience. So instead of a sea of apps experience where you have to go app by app by app to find content, yeah. and you have to know where the content is, we, we extract all of the content from the applications and put it on a single interface and UI. So if you want to find, you know, where's, you know, the, the animated uh, movie Puss in Boots, where to watch that, you know, our platform does the thinking for you, right? Nice. If you want to see where can you find Die Hard 3, our platform figures it out. Because that's one of my biggest issues, and I, I chalk it up to uh, old age and dementia coming in or something. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I want to watch the latest uh, White Lotus or something, but what the heck? Who is Is that Prime? No, wait, is Hulu? No, I think it might be on Netflix. And, and I don't remember. <clears throat> so unless I make a note on my phone or put it in the calendar, hey, don't forget next week to watch this on this, it's, I'm searching like crazy, and usually what happens is, is it ends up bringing up where you can buy it or rent it, and it's like, no, I, I know I have this. <laughs> yeah. So TiVo yes. does it for me. Can, can I ask with a voice remote? Do, I, do we have that capability? Uh, yes, actually. So we have TiVo's best-in-class voice search. You can put in things like show me the money because you remember the tagline from Jerry Maguire, yeah. and it will figure out this is they're the uh, the you know, the consumer is trying to find Jerry Maguire. So I don't even have in. to know the name of the show. I can say something that is so obvious everybody knows, oh, that came from that movie or that TV show or something. Yeah. How often do we remember catchphrases but not movie names? All the time. <laughs> All the time, right? Yeah. And that's what our voice solution does that's unique. No other operating system can do things like that. Um, we joke around and we talk about the movie with Ben Stiller and Matthew McConaughey where they reference a TiVo in the closing scene, right? And you guys may or may not know, that's Tropic Thunder, right? And our voice solution uh, knows that those different characteristics are within these movies, and so it can find that content based on the plot or based on what you remember from that movie. Wow. And if it can do that, I'm assuming it also does, you know, favorite actors or actresses or something. And you can say, I'm, I'm looking for a recent movie from so-and-so. And TiVo will bring up the recent movies. Like, oh, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> exactly. You can say, find me the recent movies from Tom Hanks. Yeah. And it will literally sequentially order the, the recent movies from Tom Hanks. So that's, obviously, you guys have solved, I guess, the, the problem with content discovery. Because, I, personally, that's my biggest issue. And I hear from so many people that say, yeah, if I can only remember where I was watching such and such, I want to see the last few episodes. <laughs> and so I think we can all relate to that. Now, other folks that say, no, I only subscribe to Prime or something, well, that's easy because <laughs> it's got to be there if they were watching something else. But these days, there are so many sources providing so much content that I think most people are certainly using far more than one or two platforms. Yeah, actually, we, uh, we do a video trends report, and we found that the average household now has a double-digit amount of streaming services or video platforms that they use to find content. Wow. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and we know that about 50% of the time, consumers know exactly which app to go into to watch the content. But about 50% of the other time, they have no idea what app it's in, 
uh, how to find it, and that's what our content first experience strives to do. So it's not so much old age or dementia, it's just the fact that we're all busy and we're doing other things and we have so many platforms. My gosh, you know, 10 or more on average, that, that blows your mind. And yes. so it's a matter of you don't have to worry about that. The, the other option is, of course, well, Google it. It'll list some things that you might find and hopefully one of the platforms is one of the ones you subscribe to. Uh, but it's so much easier, it sounds like, to be able to just ask TiVo to play it. Exactly. And, and if you think about it, there's other operating systems that try to be more than just a media and entertainment platform. Yeah. And we're focused on being an independent media and entertainment platform. So when you go into that operating system and you put in the word BAT, that system does not realize you're likely talking about Batman. They think you're talking about bat videos on YouTube. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of value in an operating system that is focused on media entertainment, focused on smart TVs, focused on the glass, bringing that universal uh, content first experience. And Ben, please tell me that I can hear some of the old legacy sounds that I used to hear on TiVo being the first DVR, what seems like a hundred years ago, uh, but sounded so cool that doo -doo -doo, or, I mean, I'm trying to remember some of them, but yeah. to me, that was all part of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one thing that we, we decided to bring back as part of TiVo OS, and we're putting into smart TVs powered by TiVo, is some of those original TiVo sounds yes. from you know the early 2000s of fast forward, select, uh, you know, moving between uh, pieces of content um, in the uh, in the UI, right? Has all those sounds that we love and are familiar with from when. TiVo invented the DVR. Oh, love it. And you got to have a fun job. I envy you. Uh, of course, people say, no, I'd rather have your job, you know, meaning me. But <laughs> I think that that whole idea of rediscovering TiVo and the experiences we had before uh, are really awesome. And, and I can't wait because, uh, again, I understand the company that I signed with for our homeowners association uh, is using TiVo OS. And, and they talk about the, the excitement that is generated by that and other properties where they're already using it. And I'm thinking, well, I just, I can't wait to be able to experience that. Uh, and in this case, especially for content discovery, it's going to make a huge difference. Now, do you sell any of the platforms or is it a matter of the, the consumer still selects whatever it is they want uh, from whatever source and you just happen to put it together or we identify what we pay for or what? Yeah, that's... Um so uh, we are an independent media platform. So we do not put our finger on the scale, as we call it, <laughs> and push content that is in our self-serviced interest. We are all about providing consumers what is interesting to them because we have data and experience that if you provide consumers the fastest way to find content that they watch, they continue to engage in the platform, they watch more content, and that rising sea lifts all boats, uh, right? Yeah. We do provide a free um, ad-supported uh, content network, a, co uh, a service called TiVo Plus that has about 100 free uh, cable channels. Um, it's all ad-supported, it's all free. But again, that is something that's part of the, the native operating system, but we don't um, uh, promote that content any different than we would promote content from Netflix, Prime, Disney Plus, 
uh, discovery, all the all the main options out there. Well, terrific. I'm certainly going to be talking it up and enjoying it. Uh, it's going to take a few months to get our whole uh, association, our whole community wired up. It's all fiber. It's all going to be some of the, the best technology. Uh, but once we are f- cut over and ready to go, I know I'm going to be pumped and we'll get you back and we'll talk about yet more things that you guys are doing at TiVo and at Xperi. Uh, thanks so much, Ben, for spending another few minutes with us. I look forward to talking some more because keep inventing and reinventing. Uh, we love it. Awesome. Dave, thank you. Appreciate your time very much. It's our pleasure. Ben Mon is the Senior Vice President and General Manager for the Consumer and Media Platform with Xperi. That's X-P-E-R-I. So you can visit Xperi.com or even easier to remember in this case for this interview, TiVo. T-I-V-O.com. We'll get you there when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come as we bring you further into tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses. From digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts, our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M dot com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com slash compatibility. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline covering the latest in consumer tech. All sorts of cool things from gadgets and gizmos to websites and just everything and anything having to do with technology. Our 28th year now covering the latest in tech. Delighted to have you with us. Even more delighted when you call in and participate on the program, not just to to win the goodies that we have for you always from our various guests and sponsors and other friends of the show, but just delighted because your calls make the show, whether you're helping another listener with some added input from whatever we've answered for them, you can share your own experiences, or if you've got a question about anything involving tech, whatever the case, so many ways to participate. The easiest is still to pick up the phone and dial anytime, 24-7, 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686, or use the Into Tomorrow app, or hit that Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. 
Job seekers, students, and career changers all around the world want to pursue roles related, of course, to science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, otherwise known as STEM, across all kinds of different industries. But say they're not familiar with career options. Well, our next guest and her team are setting out to change just that. Delighted to always be joined by the Chief Impact Officer with IBM, Justina Nixon. Justina, welcome back into tomorrow. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks, and thank you for spending a few minutes with us again, because whenever we have a chance to talk about STEM and and the whole idea of helping people not only choose a career, but be successful at it, uh, it's always great to talk to you. And based on your new survey, there are some pretty big challenges to training for a role in STEM today, are there not? Yeah, definitely. So we commissioned a study by Morning Consult and we surveyed 14,000 people across 13 countries. And we found some misconceptions, right, um, across the board with students and job seekers and those who are actually in the midst of a, a, a career change. And some of the things that we found, they felt that training was too expensive. Um, learners told us they don't know where to start, especially uh, students uh, when it comes to finding a STEM opportunity or learning more about STEM. And they also don't know enough about digital credentials and the doors those badges and credentials can open into entry-level tech jobs. So it was very interesting to see that there's still a, a significant gap in understanding what a STEM career is understanding that STEM careers will increase in the future and that there are multiple ways to get take advantage of these uh, STEM training and opportunities at STEM jobs. Wow. And an additional key finding that I found very interesting from your survey was 61% think they're not qualified to work in a STEM job because they don't have the right academic degrees. Is there such a thing as you got to have the right academic degrees? Yes, so this is one of the big misconceptions, right? Because many people feel that you have to have an engineering degree or computer science degree or a four-year degree to be able to work in a STEM job. And as we know, this is not true. I mean, there are so many technical jobs that are available, entry-level jobs in cybersecurity and data analytics and um, you know, so many other fields that are available where you do not need a four-year degree. And in fact, companies like IBM and many other businesses are not requiring four-year degrees for many of their job postings now. Oh, good. So there is hope for a lot of people that, as you say, have up to now had various misconceptions. Let's hopefully we we clear some of those up. Uh, How, for example, is your team at IBM helping to create these pathways? Yeah, so we made a commitment to skill 30 million people worldwide by 2030. And we are very focused on communities that have been underrepresented in STEM. So for example, women and girls, um, ethnic minorities, low income communities, those are the ones who are, we are very focused on providing not just the training and the skills, but the connection to job opportunities as well. We also want to make sure that we raise awareness of the breadth of technology roles that are available across industries. I think there is a misconception that only tech industries have tech jobs, (laughs) but every industry, whether you're in retail, whether you're in healthcare, 
every industry requires you to have tech skills mm -hmm. and there are plethora of tech jobs available in all different industries. So I think we have to raise more awareness of that and the multiple pathways into those roles. And Justina, I think that's probably one of the greatest things that you just shared, uh, that no matter what field you're in or interested in, you got to know some tech. I mean, in some cases, much more than others, but at least there is a technology angle that would do you well to have a better grasp. Absolutely. If you're in the healthcare sector, I mean, that is that is one where you need experts in artificial intelligence and cybersecurity, right? There's mm -hmm. such a focus on how do you protect patients' data? If you're in the retail sector, how do you make your operations more sustainable? You need people who understand data and know how to do some basic analysis of that data to come to conclusions. So you're going to need to have tech skills no matter what industry you're in, and those jobs continue to grow. Oh, for sure. And don't let them scare you. You know, them meaning, you know, uh, skills required or things of that nature. You can acquire these skills very easily, especially with the kind of work that IBM's doing to help so many people. Absolutely. I mean, we have a program called IBM Skills Build and a platform called skillsbuild.org and it's free and open to everyone. And we have access to courses in cybersecurity and data analytics and cloud computing and so many other tech disciplines. And we also provide access to those workplace skills as well. That's important for success, right? In, mm -hmm. in, in, especially in a um, corporate job. So when you think about communication, leadership, time management, those are skills that are available on the platform as well. I'm wondering if uh, f learners should just focus on technical training, or do you think there's also value in learning about uh, professional workplace skills? Because it seems to me that they would go hand in hand. Oh, no, they absolutely go hand in hand. You need to have both the technical skills and those workplace skills. Sometimes those are called power skills. You know, those are the skills that really help you understand how to present, right, your idea, pitch your idea, how to manage your time, how to problem solve. So those are the skills that are needed as well. And we provide access to that training on the IBM Skills Bill site as well. Oh, terrific. And of course, some of these initiatives that you've described really involve all types of certification. Some may be traditional diplomas, uh, as well as credentials from shorter programs. So I'm, I'm wondering, should folks decide what type of training best benefits them and how do they go about that? Oh, there's so many um, choices right now. And honestly, there's no one size fits all approach. Um, you know, many companies, as I mentioned, are no longer requiring a four-year college degree for every job posting. Right. So you really have to decide what's best for you. I think there is nothing wrong with obtaining a digital credential as a way to upskill yourself in a role or if you want to move into an entry-level role in a tech field. Um, and also, as you are pursuing a four-year college degree, um, you know, it's great to pursue a digital credential to support your diploma as well. So mm -hmm. there are so many different paths. And I think what's great is that people have more choices now than they ever had. It, it not only looks good on a resume, but it makes a difference. Yes, it does. And we have so many examples of people who are able to get an IBM branded badge right after they've gone through the learning paths on the platform and they've been able to get good paying jobs that help themselves and their families. Ah, for sure. Where can our audience go for more info about these various IBM programs? 
Yeah, so to learn more about IBM's programs, you could visit ibm.com slash impact. But to specifically take advantage of our free training, you can go to skillsbuild.org. Skillsbuild.org. Terrific. And you do offer so many opportunities for folks uh, from all walks of life, and as you mentioned, all around the world for that matter, that it's really good to know. Uh, and a lot of people, understandably and rightly so, want to get involved in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Don't be afraid of it. And it's like, oh, engineering, I don't have any clue. Well, you don't have to. If Maybe it's a science thing. Maybe more the technology angle. Maybe you're good at math or want to be. Uh, There's all sorts of opportunities. So visit skillsbuild.org. Justina Nixon, Chief Impact Officer for IBM. Always a delight to chat with you. And we thank you for spending a few minutes again with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Again, skillsbuild.org. I'm Dave Graveline. Visit our site anytime at your convenience, and we'll link you there, too. You'll see what Justina and her team are up to, and you should absolutely take advantage of these various programs. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production. Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511. Or visit onholdaudio.net. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. As Into Tomorrow continues, you know, a Starlink service sending data between satellites and cell phones will begin testing this year following a 2022 partnership between, get this, T-Mobile and Starlink, the parent company, of course, SpaceX. A number of mobile network operators are learning, uh, or rather teaming up with satellite companies as they try to eliminate dead zones all around the world. So I think we want to stay with T-Mobile because we'll be among the first to say, this is a satellite call. Yeah. Well, you know, and T-Mobile... We won't even know it, though, probably. <laughs> and speaking of T-Mobile, it reminds me of cell phone service, which reminds me of Verizon, which reminds me of, of how I've been talking on the show for like a year and a half, where I just cannot wait. Which reminds wait. me of get to the point. Yeah. I cannot wait until one of those two comes out with their 5G at yes. home internet service that so that I can get off years. Comcast. Right. So, you know, I just decided to, to move a little more north. So I've already a informed... I've north. already informed my landlord that, you know, I'll be moving out at the end of June and not like a week later, I find out... Verizon 5G home internet is available in my area. Just in time for me to leave, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what you need to do to be smart. You need to move to an area that has T-Mobile 5G. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got it. Or, even better, has fiber. 
I'm just, I'll just settle to move to an area that has anybody but Comcast. Well, that's true. <laughs> you want to do that. I cannot believe how they are promoting the heck out of 10 gig network. Yeah, good. You're going to wait seven or eight years for that. But the, it's the 10 gig network. They don't have 10 gig. Maybe on one block in a, in a business warehouse somewhere in Podunk or something. But they're just promoting the heck out of that as if that's going to make a difference. Uh, they lie, and they wonder why I call them Concast. But you know what does make a difference, or who does make a difference? Our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. Oh, absolutely. With their advanced podcasting hosting plans, you also get a free WordPress site to grow your podcast. You can start your free trial at blubrry.com and find out why we love them so much. And you'll learn, too, that you can't just water your podcast. It doesn't grow that way. R right. But Blueberry, <laughs> without the ease, blueberry.com will help you grow it properly right? from, from little seeds. <laughs> yeah. Let's face it, most of us could benefit from a little more exercise, Chris. Speak for yourself. What, <laughs> what would it take to get you to go outside for a walk? Uh, a lot, apparently. <laughs> well, with this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Good health should be its own benefit, but sometimes we need a little more motivation than that to get us up and exercising. You can now sign up for a program called WeWard, which will actually reward you for exercising. It uses an app that can gather data from most smartphones, smartwatches, and fitness trackers. It can track how often you walk, how far, and where you go. You earn points that you can then exchange for cash, gifts, or discounts on products, or you can choose to make a charitable donation. The program is funded by sponsoring business partners, so it costs nothing to participate. The app does not yet have individualized goals, but the company is working to add that feature as well as increase some of the gamification aspects. A program like this might be all you need to get your walking program in gear. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. He's always got great stuff to share with us as it relates to health tech. And yeah. come on, let's face it. We could all use a little more going out and walking at yeah. least. The only walking I do is from the couch to the fridge and back. Well, I had a, an, an annual physical myself last week because having the birthday and then they, oh, we've got to get you back in. Yeah, okay, whatever. And he says, how you doing with exercise? Well, I walked here from my car. Yeah. He didn't, yeah, had, he, he didn't think that was all that funny. Yeah, I had my physical, too, recently, and you know, didn't realize how old I was until my doctor says, all right, well, now we got to start talking about your prostate exam. Oh, <laughs> He's no longer going to be your friend. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter. You can do that at healthtechinsider.com. Dan in Kennett Square, is that how we say it that properly? Is. Oh, good. You were, you were training me during the commercial break, and I thought, I'm still going to mess it up. But it's Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, is participating with the Ask Dave button. Thank you, Dan, at intotomorrow.com. I need to initiate home internet service, and I'm a bit overwhelmed by all the options, how fast of a service I need and how much gigabytes I need for an average home. We use our internet for email. I believe our phone is on the internet. Occasional movie, but not any big-time streamers of movies or video games. Uh, it's really just my wife and myself at home, and occasionally we have one of our adult sons in the home for a week or two at a time. Thanks for your help. Appreciate any input you can give me. 
Well, Dan, it's our pleasure, but right away I know that Chris is envious of you because anybody who says that they are overwhelmed by the options, and Chris has one option. <laughs> well, I have two options. I could have Comcast or I could have nothing. Uh, well, I guess that's an option. <laughs> yeah, uh, You could look at it that way. But based on what you want to do, Dan, uh, as you can probably go for a cheap or inexpensive plan, if you're able to get as much as 50 megabits, you don't even need one gig, 50 megabits, you'll probably be able to stream anything you need to without any issues unless you want to stream 4K in particular. Then a little bit more speed would be helpful. Uh, you probably won't even notice the difference for the rest of what you do. Most people today pay for far faster connections than they actually need, and your requirements are more uh, basic than most people. So don't spend a lot of money on it. And you can always upgrade, but it's harder to downgrade. Yeah, I mean, I got by for years on Comcast's lowest tier, which is 25 megabits, you know, and, mm. and it was more than enough for me, even when I had my son at the house and we were both streaming stuff and all the cameras I have. Now they're minimum. They start at 100, so it's much yeah. more even than I need, but even something like that will, you know, cover you. We've got we've got uh, one gig here at our studios, and with the new Hotwire connection coming before the end of the year, we can have 10 gig. But do we need that either? You know, we do a lot of uploads of our videos and everything, but like one or two days a week, we use the heck out of it. That's why I bring my laptop here to do all my downloading. <laughs> oh, is that why? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, in terms of gigabytes, uh, Dan, you probably don't need to worry about it unless you want to really... Uh, up your streaming. Uh, for example, Comcast is testing a new 1.2 terabyte limit for home connections, and most people will never know the difference. Except in households with lots of users or lots of heavy use, data caps are rarely an issue. As long as you're getting something like 500 gig to a terabyte, you'll never need to think about it again unless your usage pattern changes. Yeah, it's one of those things that, we, you know, speed is never enough. Whatever it is you've got, you always want more. That's just kind of life. But in your case, you can start off with less. See what happens. Join us, won't you, at intotomorrow.com. We're headed there now. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app, available in your app store, or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit HumanTouch.com. Human Touch. Your best every day.